Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! To the comfortable and chaos podcast. Welcome back, men. I bet we may even get some women here for episode two with the next steps for comfortable and chaos dating. Now, you know, I like to always go backwards and tie things together. So we started off with. Janie's Got a Gun in Episode 1, Steps 1 through 3. We continued with the chorus there. That song came into my mind, and I just thought it was prescient because it obviously is a young lady in an enormous amount of pain. Now, from looking further into the lyrics, I used to listen to that song Think Tyler Hamill, or excuse me, Steven Tyler. I can't remember the other band member's name who wrote it. Amazing song, dark, melodic vibe. I never really thought about what it meant. Obviously, there was some type of abuse, and it looks like the young lady, because of all the pain that she endured and tolerated, had to take retribution. Now, We don't have to talk about extremes like that, but we know that by the time you get into a relationship that you are intending to take further into matrimony, meaning a lifelong commitment whereby you leave mother and father, cleave to one another, become one up until death do you part despite whatever circumstance you may or may not encounter, come on, man. That's some heavy, heavy stuff. And um, I would say a lot of our courtships have probably been less planned than some of our family getaways. And that needs to change. And what is this show about? It is about taking my mistakes, my experience, discussing them with you. Perhaps you already relate. It resonates with you and or keeps you from actually avoiding something, not because you do exactly as I'm saying, but because you now think. It may give you a new perspective. And once you know, you have to do better. Okay, so we tied that in. We got a little bit of Aerosmith back into the episode. And, man, let's tie another one in there. Remember I had mentioned in the preamble, I discussed the Constitution. And for any ladies that are listening, they're probably thinking, what in God's green earth is he talking about? Well, the bulk of my audience is men. That's what it's designed for. 
And before we go totally linear here to better understand some things, oftentimes we have to discuss things with a little bit more circular reasoning. So, all right, spit. Got the wintergreen long cut skull in at the moment. We also mentioned Barack Obama. And I can tell you we mentioned the aspect of niceness. And I ventured to tell you that niceness never ends up nice. Hmm. Okay. Well, we know that by the time President Obama had left his eight years in office, officially, officially, he had conducted 542 drone strikes. Now, of course, these were all in the names of counterterrorism. And the preponderance of his strikes were in Yemen, Somalia, and Pakistan, supposedly all during that global war on terror. But this was a nice man. And I would venture to tell you, we've heard it so many times, a writ of habeas corpus. And what is that? That is when a guy gets arrested. He has the ability to stand before a judge to see if it is lawful and or right to hold him in confinement until further proceedings begin. He has a right at a just defense. No one needs to be wrongfully imprisoned. It literally in the Latin means give me or present the body. Show me the body. Give this person a chance to be heard. Well, isn't that what we're attempting to do in dating, if you even want to call it that? I'm not even sure I'm totally for it. It's an exercise with a beginning and an end to see where you are going to go. But I can tell you, if you skip it, or you do not place the correct emphasis on it, this is the most important thing in your life. Who you choose as a spouse and who you become in that marriage because your legacy as a man, your offspring and how they will or will not be affected, your spouse... This is literally life and death. It is that enormous of a decision. You can be alive physically, but your soul can certainly die if you don't do this right. And that's why I use the parallel of habeas corpus. Because, hell, our nice President Obama, very nice. But what ended up happening is, is no one ever got to be shown the body. The whole process was suspended. We never even got that far. So much for false imprisonment. All these people and plenty of civilians were just simply killed without any habeas corpus. 
In fact, when Obama left, and this is, I'm going to paraphrase from an article from the Council of Foreign Relations. President Obama, as he was outgoing and about to hand the drone program off to President Trump, said, I never knew it would end up this way, but I became pretty good at killing people. And that's why I'm going to step out a little bit further and say, don't trust nice. Trust, in our case, manliness, meaning kindness, but not nice, which is false, just like flattery, can get both men and women into trouble. All right. I think we've tied that up as well. Let's go into our steps. From our previous episode in this two-part series, we know that step one is spiritual grounding, right? It's just the beginning. It's no different than a workout program. This is your path of discovery and or and working out to become bigger and or to become stronger, to increase your cardio, whatever the hell that is for you. But you have a foundation. You have begun. There is now room for growth. You have started. Then you start communicating about anything and everything that interests you under the sun. That's your best chance as a man to be like a girl. And it's your best chance as a girl at that juncture to better understand this man. Step three, you are establishing and addressing your priorities, most of which probably were already established in your singular nature. You are now espousing these to your potential mate to see what comes of them and to see if you're going to adequately be able to walk hand in hand without too much of a diminishment upon those that were already set for you in your heart and your mind without foregoing them. And should they need to be foregone, it is because you have reached a mutual consensus whereby the relationship, for whatever reason, has become that much more of a priority. Therefore, it gains more my previous ambitions or priorities. Receive less. Okay, let's begin the steps for episode two. That would be step four in the rules for dating, and here it is. Excuse me. It's going to be a big one. Zero physicality. Zero physicality. And you're like, remember what I said in episode... uh, One, but she fine, or he's fine, doesn't matter. Now, I mentioned in summarizing step three that you're walking hand in hand. That's good enough. A little hug here and there, perhaps a kiss on the cheek after your several months into this. That should suffice. If anyone is pushing physicality, more importantly, sensuality, if you want to call it from the woman's perspective, 
upon the man or sexuality from the man's perspective upon the woman. Why would they do that? Why, after you have agreed upon this process, because it's been adequately discussed, you're going step by step, would you then accelerate it when it is not complete? And whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you know if you are defiling yourself. A man knows it. He ignores it. A woman damn sure knows it. We're talking about items of the soul. Now, I'll give you a great example. We're still on step four. I'm just expanding the thought. I grew up, dad had died, mom had taken off chasing other dudes. Um, Maybe that defilement was not her concern. I don't know. I'm not her psychiatrist. Thank God. What I will tell you is I received absolutely no guidance when it pertained to sexuality, the opposite sex, anything. So what does a young man do? He just goes by what he hears. Oh, man, by all these accomplished men of the world, right? Our peers in junior high? (laughs) Come on, man. So... You hear all these stories. You think it is a vehicle by which you can be taken somewhere, perhaps arrive, perhaps grow up. And you end up like I did at 15, alone with this older girl, young woman, who jumps on you like, I don't know, I'm saying this for humor, although it wasn't humorous, like a damn cheetah on a biscuit, really a cheetah on a piece of meat. And I would venture to tell you that an ungodly man, we know we're all acts in the work of becoming more godly, should that concern us. But I would say an unrighteous man says, right on. That's awesome, man. Way to go. That's frozen solid, paralyzed, scared beyond belief. I understood it to a certain degree, but that was not what I thought I was looking for. And that shaped me. What this early physicality will do, there's no need to jump into it because you've already agreed to wait, complete the process, and then work on these things together. Do not have to go back and undo what has been done. What does that mean? Well, the next time someone comes on to you per se, well, it becomes a liability. It becomes a fear because you have already put that trauma into you. So what does a young man do? Especially a young strapping man, a non-ugly man, right? We're born in certain ways. Well, by then you're a young soldier, uh, you're single. Look at the way the world is. Women will virtually throw themselves at you. Well, men will also throw themselves 
at women. And so because you feel inadequate because of that traumatic experience, you're like, damn it, something's wrong with me. Uh, something went wrong. Um, I certainly don't feel more manly. I have to prove that I'm a man. Vice versa for the young lady. That didn't fulfill me. I now have this soul tie with someone. I'm still incomplete. I actually feel horrific. I'm ridden with guilt and shame because both parties have willingly defiled themselves. So you dip your toes in the water again, only to find yourself drowning more and more and more. Do not bring any of that baggage into the marital bed. When it gets to that, only God can undo that. Man or woman cannot undo what they have done to one another. That takes the Lord. That takes work. Don't start off handicapped. Thus, the reason for no physicality. Hold hands, give each other a hug, kiss on the cheek. You're working to get somewhere. If someone is pushing that issue or making more of it, there is a reason why. Slow down and find out what it is. It may be time to end it right then and there. And or to simply become disciplined, come into agreement, clear your path so that you both have an opportunity to move forward. Do not give me any of this bullshit that no one has the ability to control themselves. You're not talking to my two dogs out here in the pasture. You're talking to two adults, men and women. By the time you have engaged step four, much has been revealed. Much has been revealed. So then what you're going to do is you are going to go into step five in the Comfortable and Chaos podcast, second episode, Rules for Dating. Step number five. In your discussions now, you are assessing each other's expectations because you are moving further down the road, perhaps to become engaged. You are agreeing upon the time of your engagement. What are you waiting for in that to complete so that you are ready to become married? And or is the time looming over us right here and now? Everyone, excuse me, has an expectation, especially girls, especially women. I will tell you a lot of guys have never even thought through that. Women have dreams. They have fantasies. They have these ideals, oftentimes crafted at a very, very young age. And just like that song said, run away from the pain, it could have been crafted from that as well. Now, I'm not talking that specific trauma. Something in their past made them very susceptible to the fact that they may want the white or the black knight to come and rescue them. Those are very hard shoes to fill should the expectations not be laid out, expounded upon, discussed, thoroughly vetted and determined if they can actually be 
performed. Can they actually be performed noting all the previous steps and where it is that you want to go for yourself and with that young man or woman by your side? I would even tell you that what you need to now be discussing is everything that potentially worries or scares you. What is it that causes you concern? What is it that causes you anxiety? Ask these questions of this potential partner, your future partner. You need to know if they are a fear-based partner. That will be very hard to break up and to overcome. And I'm not saying in an imbecilic type of fashion, meaning dumbness, stupidity. Are they hope-based because they know they can put in the work and discuss it candidly with you? And or are they fear-based? And I'll tell you where that can rear its ugly head. As if in the course of going through these steps, you have started to notice and or language. Concessions are having to be made. I liken it to ultimatum language. You are going to do this or this is what I want or if this cannot occur, then this. <laughs> If you are already dealing with that construct, it will be very hard to build from there without totally deconstructing that. Now, you can simply say, hey, well, that other one isn't ready. Well, great. Then you are not. Take a time apart or end it and go and become ready. If that is right, God will present that young man or woman back to you at a different time. And you will both be able to either be better at that juncture or better prepared to sit and address these things one more time. If you have now made it this far and you are without consternation, you do not have things pending upon your heart or mind that create um, worry and or just the fact that you are not complete in your thoughts, you are still unsure, then it's not going to need to go forward. Conversely, if everything has now gone according to plan, doesn't mean you haven't repaired the potholes, fixed the fissures within the road as you have walked down it. And yes, by now, you can be holding hands as you do it. Then set the date, set it out a little bit into the future, and then readdress all of this as things come up. So step six is set the date, revisit and readdress these items from the previous steps and or anything else that comes out of it as needed. PRN, as we say in the medical community. 
And I would venture to tell you, should you do these six steps, of course, you can always bring others into it. Trusted couples that you have admired, they'll probably tell you some things that make your admiration go down a little bit. This is not easy. People from church, people that have garnered your respect, talk about it with them. But if you have made it through these steps, step six, set the date, readdress as necessary, and go forward knowing that you have done everything that you can at this point to prepare adequately. And then be ready (laughs) for the most exciting journey of your life. Until next time on the Corruptible and Chaos Podcast, I bid you boin voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time.